What's good, y'all? Welcome back. I'm your host for today, Simon Villanos, aka Coach V, and I am bringing you the last 2024 women's college flag football season preview on this episode we're going to talk about the established teams in the sun conference we got a lot of familiar faces along with one new face here that i'm going to talk about on this episode um with all the previews that we've done and make sure you check out our other ones in episodes 333 where we talk about a lot of new teams and independent teams that are not part of a conference and then episode 334, where we talked exclusively about KCAC established teams. And so on this episode, we're going to do what we did on those ep- other episodes here and preview a bunch of teams. We're going to talk about their season last year, talk about some storylines, talk about players that they lost uh, or coaches that they lost in this case as well. And, you know, players slash coaches that they've gained as well, players to look out for moving forward, and then preview their schedule just a little bit here, just a little bit. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about every single team here in the Sun Conference. And if there's any teams that you feel like are missing, make sure you check out those other episodes in episode 334. Uh, Well, sorry, it would be episode 333, where there are two teams there, I believe, who will be joining the Sun Conference as well. But they are newer teams, so they'll be on that episode. So make sure you check that out if you want to hear about those squads. Now to start, we are going to talk about the team that has endured the most change uh, between last season and this upcoming 2024 season. And that is Florida Memorial University last year. Finished last in the conference with an 0-10 record in conference and 2-10 overall here. Their only two wins were over uh, the University of Fort Lauderdale, which is a two-year program, who they beat 18-0. And then they also beat Reinhardt 33-0. Reinhardt, who is now in the Sun Conference. Now, despite the tough record here, they had a pretty okay season to start. You know, they lost a close one to Kaiser 0-20. to That score, I feel like, does not reflect how close the game actually was. Kaiser would score a touchdown in the fourth to really pull away there. But it was pretty much a two-score game, if not a one-score game, for the majority of that game there. So that's a tough one to lose. They would then drop another one against Weber 7-20. to Like I said, another close two-score game they then lose to warner by two points 19 to 21 so a couple close games in a row to lose but then they bounce back and beat for lauderdale 18-0 but then get stomped by thomas which is understandable it's thomas 40 to 0 before playing saint thomas the runner-ups in the sun conference eventual runner-ups in the sun conference here in 2023 they play them close losing only 7 to 13 then lose to weber 7 to 12 then beat reinhardt in a big one 33-0 they will then play kaiser relatively close before losing 33 to 18 there and then they would lose to warner 34 to 6 thomas 41-0 and then once again another close one with saint thomas 12 to 14 they had a number of games they had five games that were decided by two scores or less and considering they played 12 games overall to have almost half of your games decided by two scores or less that's pretty crazy you know Uh, i mean they lost all five of those games too 
you know so those are definitely things to keep in mind you know it wasn't like they were getting blasted by every single team they were competitive in the majority of their games a good majority of their games like not just 51 percent, but i'd say a good 80 percent of their games they were pretty competitive and so i felt like there was a lot of hope for florida memorial moving forward even though they had another tough season in a row now where things kind of started going sideways here is when they decided not to participate in the NAIA tournament, which I felt like if they did, they would have gone, they would have rattled off a couple wins, in my opinion. They would have rattled off a couple wins, gained some confidence there, gained some playoff experience, because I really did feel like they were a team that could upset somebody in that tournament but you know they just really weren't given that chance and you know we'd find out later that fmu would fire their head coach jonathan alvarez and i feel like that might be why they didn't go to the tournament um because it might have already been predetermined that he was going to get fired so he is now out as coach which i am going to go ahead and give my personal opinion obviously i don't know what's going on behind closed doors over there at least not like that you know i'm not in the building or anything but from an outside of perspective i feel like it might have been a premature firing considering how many games were close games and look this is the sun conference man this is the sec of women's college football and i just i just don't like, I feel like if you're competing in these games against these tough squads, if you were to play in another conference or if you were to be an independent even, I I think it'd be different. You know, I think it'd definitely be different. I think you'd at least be a 500 team, if not better. And, you know, with flag football, it is a game where you have to gain confidence. And that confidence goes ahead and rolls over into other games, right? And you play other teams close and whatnot. And I think that's every sport. But I think in flag football, especially when you're playing so many games in a row, you know, when you, you need that confidence, right? Uh, and it only takes one big win to start catapulting you forward over the hump in a lot of these close games that were decided by one or two scores so like i said that's just my personal opinion and now they will be led by a new head coach in jameel smith who was their defensive coordinator i believe last year so it's not a complete change in leadership like this guy was here last year and so there is some continuity uh some continuity excuse me there and i think that could definitely be a positive thing but i still I don't know, just from an outside perspective, I don't know about firing your coach after year three, maybe after a bad year four, but I don't know. I felt like it might have been premature. So there you go there. That's just my two cents. But let's talk about the rest of the team here. I had no nobody that we recognized on our all playmaker or freshman team or any of our awards here. I will say Erica Johnson was really close to making it. Uh, she's been excellent. For them over there at db specifically just gaining a whole bunch of interceptions for them so there you go there deja fanning was somebody who we considered as a rusher as well she had an excellent season as a freshman out of leonard for florida memorial but was just outside of our consideration now I will say Erica Johnson, Deja Fanning, as well as Taimalu Santos, who is a very good athlete for them from Panama, I believe. Those three players will be key to their success this season because those are players that they will be returning this season. Erica Johnson entering her third year. Taimalu Santos, I believe this is her 
second year. She is listed as a junior, but I don't remember playing two years ago, though. That could just be me, though. Uh huh. I will. I will acknowledge that. That could definitely just be me. But you know, she'll be returning. She's an excellent, just a versatile playmaker for them. Put her wherever, and she's gonna go make plays. Um, plain and simple. There. Now, those. That's the big three that I want to talk about first. There, right? I think those three players are gonna have excellent seasons, no matter what happens this upcoming season. Now, let me talk about some of the players they are losing because they are losing a good amount of players here. Um, I'm just going to list them all off. Obviously, they lose their head coach in Jonathan Alvarez. They also lose a couple quarterbacks here in Haley Stanton, Lanisha Howe, Anise Montgomery. They lose some athletes in Kale McDuffie, Victoria Francois, Joanne Gilmore, Sarah Walker, Michaela Sampson, uh, Kelsey, or Kelsey, I want to say, Watson, Amari McClain, just a couple other players to list there. And, you know, that's pretty tough because... The majority of players who took snaps at quarterback last year are leaving. And it's not graduating or transfer. They're just not on the roster anymore, which I think is really disappointing. Haley Stanton's not there. Uh, Howell got in there. She was more of an athlete, I would say. Um, but she's not there either. That's another athlete you're losing. Yanis Montgomery, I felt like, had some very promising games. She's not going to be there anymore. And so... FMU will be going into this next season without a quarterback who got a good amount of snaps last year, I feel. Um, they're going to be lacking a little bit of experience, and that is definitely concerning. They also lost a good amount of players, but they do they have recruited some very good players as well. A lot of freshmen here, a good amount of freshmen to kind of fill out the rest of this roster. They bring in Avion Roll, a cornerback receiver from Fort Pierce, Florida, Talia Davis, a center linebacker rusher from Orlando, Florida, Naomi Hudson, a safety from Coral Springs, Florida, Aaliyah Joyner, a rusher wide receiver from Tampa, Florida, Jordan Montgomery, a rusher safety from Chandler, Arizona, Faith Scott, a wide receiver rusher cornerback from Milton, Florida, and Destiny Marrero, a safety center from Tampa, Florida. So they bring in some Florida players. Obviously, it's always a good thing to bring in Florida players and Arizona players as well into the mix here to fill out the ranks. But I also like some of the athletes. I've always liked the athletes that Flomo has had. I felt like they've always had some athletes who would challenge a lot of teams. So I'm just going to go down this roster here and talk about him or Oriana Brooks. A wide receiver cornerback is one, a great two-way player. Amelia Smith made some big plays last season. Uh, I felt like in the season before, I want to say, at wide receiver and corner. Jocelyn Nunez will be back. Joshiah Christie listed at quarterback as well as a linebacker and safety. I believe she got some snaps two years ago at quarterback, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but she's a great athlete altogether, returning a big part of that defense, I feel. Already mentioned Erica Johnson, going to do their thing over there. Jennifer Bevel, another big part of that defense, I think is going to go ahead and do their thing over there as well. Uh, they bring back Alexis Nelson, Vanessa Queen, uh, Ronisha Gibbs, just to name a few more players. Diamond Mays is listed at quarterback in safety. I think she's a good I think she's a good athlete. It could be an interesting option at quarterback, but I think is going to be a very good contributor on defense regardless. So that's just a couple players, and I think they have some good speed over there. You know, it's just a matter of putting it together. You know, two years ago, you saw the potential there, but they were getting blowout. Last year, the potential was there, and they were competitive. This year, we'll see. You know, they definitely lose some players. 
I would feel a lot better about this team if I got to see them against other teams outside of the Sun Conference. Uh, as in, they played in that NAI tournament and, you know, maybe got their get back a couple of times against maybe a Sun Conference team and then maybe played a non-Sun Conference team and won against them. I would have felt a lot better about that because I think they're very capable of that. But, you know, they didn't participate in that tournament. And on top of that, they lose their head coach. They lose a good amount of their quarterbacks, some good athletes over there as well. But they're still stacked, right? And I think this is still a very underrated team. Yes, they were at the bottom of their conference, but they were a very good squad. You know, and now I don't know if they're going to be at the bottom of their conference again this season. You do have a couple new teams joining the conference, and it's tough to be a first-year program in the Sun Conference. For Thomas to be the last first-year program to join here and be as dominant as they were, that's, that's I feel like, unheard of. That's amazing, right? And so... I feel like with FMU, they bring back some familiarity here. They have a couple third-year players. They have a familiar head coach, right? We'll just have to see. I think anything is possible. I think this is a team that could be a wild card in a lot of team schedules this season. I think this could very much be a coin toss for a lot of teams, a lot of opposing teams, that is. And I think that's a fun role to play. If you're FMU, if you're Flomo, I think you love to be that Joker card there, that wild card that could beat anybody. And I think they really can beat anybody. It's just a matter of putting it together and just seeing where they're at, right? And, you know, we'll see if they made the right decision here, uh, switching coaches and whatnot and losing a lot of those players as well. Like I said, who didn't graduate or transfer. They're just not on the roster anymore. So we'll just have to see what happens. But regardless, excited to see them compete this season. I think they will be able to compete this season like they did last year. All right, now let's go ahead and talk about a team in Kaiser who was also very competitive here. But in a slightly different way, they went 11-6 overall, 7-3 in conference. Uh, for the first time, I feel like in program history, they did not go to the conference championship. But, you know, they did lose to a team that made it there. Now, let's talk about their season here. Talked about them a little bit here. Um, they lost some close games to Thomas, lost to them 0-7 in their first matchup and then in their second matchup lost 6 to 25 they also lost to st thomas at the very end of the season 7 to 20 those were their three losses in conference now in the sun conference tournament they lost a heartbreaker to st thomas 25 to 31 this was a great game i really enjoyed watching that game there but unfortunately could just not find a way to get it done now talking about the nei national tournament here started off strong beating weber 19 to 12 then they play ottawa pretty close here 12 to 21 before bouncing back in the losers bracket beating kansas wesley in 35 14 they will then get the revenge on st thomas and eliminate them 27 to 26 they would follow following that they would then play thomas in the semis and lose to them in kind of a sloppy game here i feel 7 to 20 just short of 
the national championship. They have not been back to the national championship since their first year. So a tough go for Kaiser, but still... I think a very competitive and successful season here, winning some close ones, a lot of close games. They beat Weber 20-18, beat St. Thomas 2012. This is all regular season, by the way. Beat Warner 28-26 here, um, beat Florida Memorial in a close one, 33-18. They will then pull away and beat Weber by a lot, 39-19. Uh, also had some big wins here, beat Reinhardt. 86 to 6 here that was a record that was the most points any team scored last season uh they would also beat warner 58 to 6 who you know they were losing a couple players but to beat them down that bad that just showed how much firepower they have over there at Kaiser. So there you go there. And a lot of players contributed to that successful season. Let's start with the players that we recognized here on the podcast. Jasmine Roden, she was the best quarterback finalist there. Kennedy Foster, uh, she was an all-PMC receiver, best wide receiver finalist, as well as an Opoy finalist doing her thing again. Adriana Rodriguez was an all-PMC center. Emma Wagman was a best running back finalist. Um, Reagan Pellegrino was a best rusher finalist. Samaya Bryant, excuse me. Uh, she was a best linebacker finalist who won the fan vote, by the way. So just wanted to mention that. Brenna Ramirez, she was a freshman of the year finalist as well as an all-freshman team receiver. And then her teammate, Sophia Caprio, was also a all-freshman team receiver. So a lot of players recognized here. A lot of players recognized here. As far as all-conference recognition goes, Jasmine Roden and Kennedy Foster were first-team quarterback and first-team receiver, respectively. The dynamic duo continuing to rack up all the recognition. Now, Kaiser is also one of the few teams that record stats, so I want to talk about some stats here. Because, I mean, obviously, their players were excellent this season. Jasmine Roden, she threw for 2,230 yards, 29 touchdowns, only 8 interceptions. I believe she also had a couple rushing yards here. Had about 59 rushing yards and 3 rushing touchdowns, which is pretty good. But I do want to shout out Haley Young, who has been the backup quarterback here entering her junior year. She will be the backup quarterback. But last year... Had a good season when she got to play. You know, they do run that two-quarterback look. And there are times where, you know, she just went in there and played for quarters because they were beating a team so bad. But due for 734 yards, 12 touchdowns, so only three interceptions, which is very, very good. You know, if for any reasons, hopefully, God forbids, I'm going to knock on wood here. Jasmine Roden gets injured. Haley Young, I think, could do a really good job and be very productive. You know, maybe, maybe not just as productive, but very productive for sure. And would be a QB1 on a lot of other teams as well. So just wanted to throw that out there. As far as receivers goes, I mean, I talked about Kennedy Foster, Sofia Caprio, Brenna Ramirez. Um, but there's many other players as well. Oh, I guess I also talked about Emma Wagman and Adrian Rodriguez who were very involved. But there are also other receivers as well here, like Chloe Griffin, Marisa, Marissa Rubino, who, you know, got their touches as well. Chloe Griffin, she was hurt for a couple games here, but caught for 203 yards and two touchdowns. Marissa Rubino with 180 yards and two touchdowns out there as well. Those are very good receivers to be like your fifth and sixth options, basically. So there you go there as far as defense goes 
you know, Lizandra Moore, she had 36 solo tackles. Uh, Samad Bryan had 34 solo tackles. Marissa Rubino, very active on defense, had 39 total tackles there. Their INT interception leader was Alexis Santiago, who had three, and Adrian, Adriana Cavallotti, who was a big contributor on defense, who had three as well, as well as seven breakups, which is a lot. So, love to see that. So, there you go. Those are just a couple stats there. But let's go ahead and talk about this team and what they are losing first. They're not losing a lot here, but this is a very recent development here. They will be losing their head coach, Justin Hilliker, as he will be following the um, Kaiser men's football staff to another job as they did win the national championship last year. So congrats to Coach Hilliker over there, but they will be moving on. And so there has been an interim head coach named, and that is Samantha Harris, who was an assistant for them last season and obviously very, very experienced in the flag football world as well. So there is some continuity there. They will also be losing Alexis Santiago, who was very productive here for them. She had 28 total tackles, 3 picks, 11 pass breakups. That's kind of a tough loss. I'm not going to lie. That's a tough loss. She didn't graduate or anything, I don't think. Um, so that's going to be a tough one. Also, not on the roster anymore is Rachel. I, th I believe it's Firestein or Fierstein. So she is no longer on the roster. But those are the only two players they are losing let me go ahead and talk about some of the players that they are going to bring in here to help replace some of that production. They have arguably the number one recruiting class in the country here, adding a lot of great players. Let's go ahead and start with Ashley Clam here, who we did a film breakdown on years ago, but she's out of Vandergrift High School in Texas, was the star, one of the stars of Texas Fury, a premier flag football club team in the entire country arguably the best one in the entire country she's a beast plays receiver plays safety probably could play all the positions to be honest with you uh but she's an absolute beast out there super tall as well at 510 and plays big she could jump out the gym uh, or i guess jump out the field really and just make the big plays that i don't think many other receivers could make as far as potential goes, she has the opportunity to be the best receiver in the entire country. And for her to learn under Kennedy Foster for one year, I know they played together uh, and have some experience together and whatnot. I think that is absolutely huge. And, you know, she's also a great safety, too. So that's going to be a big boost for this defense who is losing a player in Alexis Santiago, who is a very talented. And so to plug in an Ashley Clam is big time to say the least you know expect her to make a big impact here and as of right now is probably a freshman of the year front runner uh, and i know it's preseason i know it's preseason but as far as film goes she has some of the best out there and so don't be surprised if she wins freshman of the year or at the very least makes our all freshman team so there you go there she also brings a couple of Texas Fury teammates with her, including Hannah Jays from Hendrickson High School in Texas. Um, another tall player here at 5'10", and also just a great athlete all around, just does her job. I've watched her the last couple years here. I know we haven't done a film breakdown on her, but I've definitely been able to watch her the last couple years, and she's an excellent player for them. Um, I think it's three years ago. God, that's crazy. At the in Indianapolis, I got to watch her live, and she was 
excellent both ways, and I think that's going to be a big-time contributor, specifically on defense, I think for sure. Going to add a lot of length there, a lot of experience too, and so that's a big-time player they're adding. They're also adding Sarah Villarreal. She is another player that's been a big part of that Texas Fury team, mostly on defense from San Diego, California, by the way. But she's a great player for them. One of the best DBs that you could bring in here. So really excited for her. Uh, I also want to show some love to SIG here, Kylie Caetano, I want to say. Um, she's another player that they'll be bringing in here, a great athlete. Listed right here at Rusher. That could definitely be really interesting from Brick, New Jersey. They also bring in a, another quarterback here in Valentina Fanetti from Middletown High School in New Jersey. And I think that's definitely interesting here because, you know, Jasmine Roden, she will be entering her final year as well as uh, Kennedy Foster, by the way. They'll be entering their final year and a couple other players who I'll talk about here later. But... I digress. They'll be bringing in another quarterback. And, you know, like I said, Jasmine Roden, she's going to be gone after this year. By the time Haley Young starts next year, she'll be a senior, and that'll be her last year. And so adding in another quarterback will definitely be interesting here. I don't know if she'll get a lot of playing time because they do bring in a transfer and Brianna Hernandez-Silva from Kansas Wesleyan, who is a great athlete, a do-it-all athlete who can play a lot of different roles for them I think and so I don't know if Finetti is going to get in there as much with so many quarterbacks here but you know definitely a player to keep an eye on in case you know they want to play her in some garbage time and get her some experience and develop her so keep an eye out for her there uh, I also want to shout out Zeta Molson from Okiva New York um, and that'll do for the club players that they'll be bringing in. Now, let me talk about some homegrown players from Florida. Sierra Harrison from Crestview High School in Florida. Obviously, that is a great program over there that has produced many good players. So there you go there. And they also bring in Celeste Ware from Oak Leaf, Florida. So a good. this is a very good recruiting class. I think you got a lot of freshmen who I think could play right away. I'm looking at players like Ashley Clam, Hannah Jays. I wouldn't be surprised if Sarah Villarreal and Kylie Caetano got in there pretty early as well. I could also see a world where Ciara Harrison gets in there as well to, you know, spell Emma Wagonman, who, by the way, is a senior. And, you know, while I'm talking about seniors, let me go ahead and talk about the players here who will be entering their final year after this season. They will be gone. So Emma Wagonman is one of them. Jasmine Roden is one of them there. Um, Marissa Rubino is one of them. Brianna Hernandez-Silva is one of them the transfer adriana rodriguez their standout center is one of them kennedy foster is one of them and so that's a pretty good core there but they are set up for success i think this recruiting class is going to go a long way in setting up their future but right now their core stays the same and they are very good um i do want to shout out a couple players here who Maybe I just haven't had mentioned, but I know our very good Sydney Woodman. That's a great linebacker for them, a defensive player for them, I should say, uh, that they are bringing back. Lisandro Moore is another great player that they are bringing back there. Um, I already talked about a lot of these other players. Reagan Pellegrino is another great player that they're bringing in. So they have a lot of talent. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I know they're losing their head coach. But man, is this a roster that looks like a national championship team. 
I'm just going to be honest. They have so much firepower on offense. I would be surprised if there are many other teams in the country that has the defensive capabilities of stopping them. If Kaiser is stopped on offense, it's because of their own mistakes. And you saw some of that last year. I mean, in the tournament... There are some games where they just had a lot of turnovers. You know, some of you can't put all of them on Jasmine Roden. I will say that. I don't think you could put all of them on her. Uh, you could put a good amount of them on her. But, you know, some of it is just attention to detail and whatnot as well. And so we'll see about Kaiser moving forward. I think if Jasmine Roden is playing her best here and is having a career year, which I think she's very capable, capable of having here in her farewell tour, they could easily win the national championship. I think they have so much firepower, and I think they could go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the likes of Thomas, Ottawa, St. Thomas, all the contenders here. And so I really feel like they're a contender here, but they are losing their head coach, right? And that is one less coach, one less pair of eyes out there. And so we'll see what interim head coach Samantha Harris does. I, I, I don't know if expectations are super high over there, but I think... Honestly, with the amount of seniors and players they are losing after this year, you got to think expectations are high no matter who is over there at coach because you have so many veteran players. They have arguably the most amount of veteran players in the entire country. Or at least it's up there with Ottawa, I would think. So, and then you add on all these impressive freshmen and players who played last year as well who are second-year players. I mean, this is a stacked squad, man. This is stacked. Defensively, I think they're going to be very good. Um, they have a lot of length over there, and they have a lot of players who have been playing with each other for a while. Thanks to my Bryant, Reggie Pellegrino, Molina Trinidad, uh, Sydney Woodman over there. And then you add on the likes of an Ashley Clem, Hannah J, Sarah Villarreal, you know, Kylie Quintano. You're adding in so many players here. It's hard to think this defense won't also look very good, at least a top five squad, defensive squad in the country. And then as far as offense goes, they're probably top two, I would say. Uh, top two or top three, for sure. You know, and they could just do so much here. And so I think expectations are high. I'm not going to predict them to go undefeated because I think in the Sun Conference, that's just a very unrealistic goal. Because you have so many talented teams. And I think any given day, any of these teams could beat the other one. That's how talented and how close that parity is. For the most part, I would say. For the most part here. I think it's very possible for them to win the conference. Arguably, they are the favorites to win it, I would say. But a lot of it depends on their coach, right? And Coach Harris and what she does with this squad moving forward. But it's also on the seniors, you know? How good of a leader are you? When you lose your head coach and whatnot. And I know there are some things that are out of their hands. But at the same time, these are four-year starters, man. These are some of the best leaders that I've ever seen, you know, in any sport. And so, I believe in Kaiser. I would love to see them succeed. I love what their culture is about over there. I love the players that they are bringing in. This is going to be a very talented squad. Also, I already know there's some haters out there that are like, Oh, why are you glazing Kaiser? They've been... On the doorsteps of success of the national championship so many times whether they're in the national championship or in the semis i mean this is a successful program i consider them to be one of the blue bloods here in the entire country and so with that success comes high expectations that they have consistently met every year that they've been around 
And so we'll see what happens. But regardless, extremely excited about Kaiser. Don't be surprised if they win the national championship. That really shouldn't be a surprise if they win the national championship. All right, moving on. Let's go ahead and talk about Weber here. Last year, went 10-9, and 4-6 and six in conference here, losing to top dogs. And here's the thing. They lost to a couple teams pretty close here. But they were competitive, which I think is definitely worth noting here. But lost to top dogs in conference to Kaiser, 18-20. to 20. That was a tough one. That was definitely a game I felt like they could have won. And then they would lose to Kaiser again, 19 to 39 later in the season. They would then lose to Thomas, um, 6 to 33, as well as 6 to 19, which was a closer game there. They would blow out St. Thomas, 37 to 14, in an extremely convincing win there before losing to them, 25 to 14, in a relatively close one at the end of the season. Now, they would make the Sun Conference Tournament here, where they would lose to Thomas in the semifinals, 14-33. to um, Other games that I want to mention here would be Campbellsville, 33-0, would beat Warner, 27-13, would beat Florida Memorial, I believe, here two times, 20-7 and 12-7 as well. And they would blow out out-of-conference teams in Cotty. 41-0, Reinhardt 34-7, oh, and I guess they played Campbellsville again. They played them twice, so the first time they beat them 27-0, second time was 33-0. So, very convincing win out of conference here. That definitely shows where they rank as far as national competition goes. Um, in their conference, you know, they still made the Sun Conference Tournament here by beating the teams that they needed to beat and playing some teams very close, you know, playing some teams very close. Um, so there you go there. Now, in the conference, or sorry, not the conference, in the NAIA National Tournament, lost to Kaiser in a very close one, 12-19. They'll then beat Midland, 20-14, before losing what felt like kind of like a slugfest. It was a little, I don't know. It was it was very much a defensive game where they lost to St. Thomas 0 to 13. So there you go there. St. Thomas, they were a team that went to the semis in the Sun Conference tournament and they had a good run in the NAI tournament. And so for Weber to play them close and beat them, you know, the way they did shows just where they were at and where they kind of ranked. So had a very up and down season here. Um Started strong before hitting a regular season slump going 3-4 and four in the last seven games and kind of struggling a little bit on offense. But in the postseason, showed out, uh, specifically in the NAI finals, like I said, and played extremely competitive games, but fell short. So, there you go there. Now, let's talk about some players that we recognize from this roster from last season. Caleb Burrows, all-PMC receiver, was also the best wide receiver winner here in 2023 and was an MVP finalist. Raja Robinson, she was an all-PMC linebacker for us. Kaitlin Sigmundy, she was an all-freshman team DB for us. As far as all-conference players and recognition goes, Sam Wilson was an all-conference quarterback for them. Kaitlin Sigmundy uh, was, an, I guess here, here's some other players who who were very important to this roster, but were not recognized like that. Kaitlin Sigmundy, great player, Edwards wide receiver and safety. Emma Balaco, her teammate. Uh, we've covered both of them since they were in high school. She was great at times at wide receiver, rusher, DB, just filling in whenever wherever they needed her. Jasmine Henry was very dynamic for them at running back and wide, or sorry, running back and rusher for them. 
Obviously, you had Caleb Burrows, who was an all-conference wide receiver slash linebacker, and Briasia Robinson, who was an all-conference linebacker, also one Sun Conference defensive playmaker of the year for them. Now, let's talk about some of the players that they are losing because they are losing a, a good amount. They had a lot of seniors last year. They had a lot of seniors here, but they're losing a good amount. Caleb Burrows is gone. Nadia Arroyo is gone. Hayden Roop, who was a good receiver for them, is gone. Isabella Gallo is gone. Denise Garcia and Malia Domingo are both gone. Um, players who are no longer listed, on, or sorry, Cameron Lane, she's gone. All those players that I just listed are graduated. Now, the next players I'm going to talk about here, next couple players I'm going to talk about here, were, are just players who are no longer on the roster. I can't find them there. But Jada Dillard, who was a good rusher for them, is gone. Raja Robinson, who was a Sun Conference Defensive Player of the Year for them, she is no longer on the roster, so that is a huge hit for them. Um, didn't graduate, which is definitely the concerning thing there, but she is, like I said, no longer on the roster. She is gone there. They also lose a couple other players in Kara Weber and Pearl Stoney. So there you go. There are a lot of players leaving this team. They do bring in some other players here. Um you know, to fill in some of those spots, but they are still going to have a smaller roster than they than they did last season. But they bring in Riley Bolser, um, who is a junior, 5'10 wide receiver here. And you know what? I'm just going to preface this, by the way. Weber is known for recruiting in college. And so they're going to have athletes from in the college who they're going to recruit to play for the flag football team. That's what Caleb Burroughs was for them, uh, who was excellent. And so don't be surprised if they have a diamond in the rough here. So you're going to have a lot of players that they're bringing in who are not freshmen. But Riley Bolser looks to be one of those. Kate uh, Thingness, I want to say. Excuse me if I am saying that wrong. Um, please correct me and reach out to us on our social media to correct us there, but she's a sophomore running back rusher from Del Sol, Florida. Uh, Abigail Jordan, linebacker from East Bay, Florida. She is a freshman, I believe. So there you go there. Uh, Narishka Oyola. Hopefully I said that right. She is from Liberty High School here in Florida. So another local there. Uh, Brooke Vasile or Vasili, I want to say. Excuse me if I'm saying that wrong once again. But she is from Tarpon Springs High School here in Florida. She's a freshman. Savannah Joelman. She is a linebacker from Crestview High School in Florida. A freshman there. Crestview um, being represented here. As well as Leah Bailey, who is also from Crestview here. Listed at center. Another freshman that they're bringing in. And then after a one-year hiatus, which is really interesting here. Faith Cullen Cooper uh, is now a senior. And she will be rejoining this squad and playing for them. On top of that, they do bring in a transfer in Cheyenne Duran, a junior wide receiver from Midland here, who started for them and was a very productive receiver for them. So she will help at least bring back some production, more production here for a team that is losing a lot of the offensive production that they had last season. So... There you go there. That is Weber's roster here. Um, you know, they have a solid squad here. You know, they definitely have a solid squad here. Samantha Wilson, I think, is one of the best quarterbacks in the entire country. Obviously, one of the best in the Sun Conference here. I still will stand 
on the fact that you can win a national championship with her. That's how talented she is. So you have a good quarterback entering your third year, by the way. So one of the more experienced quarterbacks now in the entire country. And so I think she could be due for a huge season. Despite losing some great players in Caleb Burrows and Hayden Roop on the offensive side of the football. Just to name a few there. Um, so there you go. Now, I think... Caitlin Sigmundy is due for a big season as well. She was big time for them on defense, but I think this year at receiver, she has the potential to be the number one receiving option for them, which could definitely be interesting. Her and Cheyenne Duran, I think, are the two that could really, really step up and be a dynamic duo. Add in the likes of Emma Balaco, who's a very talented. Uh, she's going to be a reliable corner that you're bringing back. Jasmine Henry, Flash, who has a whole ton of speed arguably the fastest player in the entire country if not the fastest player in the entire country look for her to be more involved on the offensive side as well as defense here you know they're bringing they bring back a good core here now there's not as many of them which i think as far as depth goes that is definitely concerning you're gonna see a good amount of these players play both ways especially the players who are just pure athletes who are great who you want to have out there because they have so much experience and so with that being said, they are going to be a little thin out there, a little thin. But, you know, they have a coach in Jeff Molesky. And this is really interesting here. Weber is the first coach that I've talked about so far that is returning their head coach. So that's a good first step. But he's one of the best out there. You know, got to hear him announce a little bit in the NAI finals. And he's going to get him right. And chances are... That they are going to find one or two players who are diamonds of the rough players who, you know, were not on the roster last year who are going to have a big time contribution this year. You know, every year it seems like they find players who continue to, you know, contribute to this team who has always been a tough squad to play. You know, now they have always been a wild card team in my eyes. They've been a team that could be a dark horse team when they're on their P's and Q's. They could upset anyone. They could beat anybody honestly and really all they need is to get on a run get on a roll here and beat a couple of teams in a row and so they have that potential they have a star here in samantha wilson they have a couple of young stars here not just her but sam wilson i think is going to be the one to lead them here as well as players like cheyenne duran caitlin sigmundy just to name a few i really like who they have to bring back here we'll just have to see you know i'm gonna go ahead and knock on wood that they have a good roster because, or sorry, a good uh, healthy season. They do have a good roster, but I'm going to knock on wood that they have a healthy season here because if there are just one or two injuries, and we saw this last year here with, I believe, Malia Domingo, then that's going to hurt them, you know, as far as depth goes, right? And experience goes and whatnot as well. So we'll just have to see. I think health is going to be a big part of this season for Weber. If they could stay healthy, they're going to have a very successful season. They should be one of the tougher teams in the Sun Conference and the entire country. You know, just because they are maybe more closer to middle of the pack in the Sun Conference at times. Um, it doesn't mean they're middle of the pack in the country. I think they're definitely... I would say they're pretty much a lock as a top seven team in the country, which out of 19 or 20 is definitely not bad. They're one of the better teams in the entire country, a great program, and you know, expect big things from them this season. I'd be surprised if they had a losing season this year. Um, I'll just say that. So there you go there. That is Weber. All right, now let's go ahead and talk about Warner here, who 
actually had the same record as Weber at 10 and 9, but they're one game worse in the conference. They went 3 and 7 in conference here. I'm going to go ahead and talk about how their season went. You know, not too bad to start here. Lost to St. Thomas in a close one, 7-12. to 12. That's a close one. You know, you're still trying to get some things together. They had a lot of new pieces that they were adding to the equation as well. So, things to learn, right? But we'll bounce back and beat Florida Memorial in a close one, though, 21-19. to 19. They then blow out or beat Weber. I shouldn't say blow out. They beat Weber 31-18. They would then go to Campbellsville where they dominated. Just beating Campbellsville 20-0, Reinhardt 52-6, Cotty 39-0, Campbellsville again 39-13, University for Lauderdale 40-0. Going on a nice little win streak here before losing in a close one to Kaiser 26-28 there. Um, then they'd lose to Thomas 0-35. to That was just not really a close game. They probably didn't play their best game either. So, you know, it is what it is. It happens. They'd then play St. Thomas here where they would lose to them just barely though, but still be competitive. 25-27. They'd bounce back and beat Florida Memorial 34-6. But that would not come without a cost there as they would lose their starting quarterback, Madison Tingen for the rest of the season and that's really where things started going down here downhill here where they lost to kaiser right after that 6-58 thomas 45-0 weber 27-13 and that game would actually decide who would go to the sun conference tournament so they would just be one game outside of that now in the national tournament they would go ahead and beat campbellsville just barely here six to zero before losing to thomas again 28 to zero by a lot they would then squeak by Cotty 19 to 13 before losing in a close one here they still fought here but lost in a close one 24 to 19 to kansas wesleyan so kind of a disappointing season here i felt like they were a dark horse team um they went eight and four with madison tingen and then two and five without her to end the season there you know that's not too bad there, but definitely concerning as well. It showed how valuable Madison Tingen was to this team. And, you know, you got to remember, too, between the end of the regular season and the NAI National Tournament, they had about a month, right, to get ready. And they still kind of squeaked by it. So that's definitely something to be a little bit concerned about. You know, this was a talented roster. They had a lot of great players, but... You know, you need a quarterback in Madison Tingen being, you know, probably one of the most successful quarterbacks in their program's short history, being a two-year starter, was that and was really good for them. Now, some players, let me talk about the players from last year's roster that got recognized by us here on the podcast. Cynthia Holmes, she made our all-PMC list and was also an MVP candidate, wide receiver, finalist, like all that great stuff. Arguably the best player in the entire country. Probably the best player in the entire country. Amiri Logan made our all-freshman team as a DB. Jenna Marrero was an all-freshman running back for us. Uh, Lexi Mosley was an all-freshman team linebacker for us as well. Now, some other players that got recognized by the conference here. Obviously, you have Cynthia Holmes once more. All-conference receiver, Sun Conference Player of the Year. You have Anna Vincenzini, Anna Pack. She... 
should be the next receiver up here. Uh, she didn't get recognized, but in my opinion, she could be one of the best receivers in the entire country and should be slated to be the number one option now. They also bring back, and I'm just going to name off, so they, the only player that got recognized by the conference was Cynthia Holmes, but I want to name off a number of other players here who I think are going to be big impact players this year. But you have Andrea Castillo. She makes the second half of that Panama duo with Ana. Um, these two receivers will help out any quarterback that is over there at Warner and you know we'll talk about that situation here in a little bit Jenna Marrero I think she's basically the Taysom Hill of women's college football right now she can play quarterback receiver running back and you know she did get injured as well I think just a little bit after that game where Madison Tingen got injured and so Warner struggled significantly without her as I felt like she was their backup quarterback and you know this offense would have probably been fine with her there but she did miss the rest of that season there and so that really hurt them in my opinion now they do bring back a couple other quarterbacks as well like Shea Crooks Andre Rodriguez Courtney Cromer who all got playing time last year as they tried to figure out the quarterback situation and, you know, they, they had varying success. Some look better than others in some games and whatnot. And so that's that's definitely something to keep an eye on just to see who won that quarterback competition. Because I think they're all good quarterbacks, but, you know, with another offseason and whatnot under their belt the whole year, someone should have separated themselves by now, I would think. So we'll just have to see about that. But keep an eye on all those quarterbacks there. And, you know, I want to shout out Destiny Burroughs and Trinity Kieran. These two DBs are two of the only six upperclassmen on this team. And so their experience will go a long way here. Now, I need to talk. I need to talk about some of the players they are losing here because they're losing some really good players. Let's start with their best one, Cynthia Holmes. She's going to Ottawa. She's at Ottawa right now. That's a huge loss. <laughs> Played both ways. It was excellent both ways. She did a lot for you. It's going to be a tough one to recover from, for sure. You also lose Amiri Logan, who goes to in-conference Thomas here. That's going to be another tough loss as well. Um, she contributed on both sides of the football. Specifically, we recognized her at DB, but she was also a really good receiver over there as well. They're also losing Madison Tingen, their quarterback. She is no longer listed on the roster, which is tough. You know, you saw how successful they were with her. She was their most experienced quarterback up to date. Now they're restarting from scratch. And we saw how they struggled at the end of last year. Add on that they're losing both Amiri Logan and Cynthia Holmes, uh, some of their top receivers. It doesn't look exactly great there. They also lose other players like Titi Comer, Kenzie Kuzniers, I want to say, Gianna Wong, and Jada Hickey, or sorry, Jade Hickey, as well as Jasmine Chima, Josiah. Jashana, excuse me, Lions, Michaela Lowenbach, Leah Lewis, Lexi Mosley, who was big time at linebacker for them, and Madison Griffin. So a couple really key pieces will just not be there anymore. But they did recruit a pretty nice class here, headlined by, I would say, Kayla Ludwig, quarterback receiver from Newsom. Had an injury last season, but before, which was absolutely electric, just a great player. You could probably expect her to be in that quarterback competition or was in that quarterback competition at one point but i think she's a very good receiver to add on here they also add in katherine hutchinson uh, another quarterback from georgia so that 
oh my god that puts them at about four or five listed quarterbacks that is listed quarterbacks so do what you want with that information but she'll be there they add in talisha perry running back rusher from plant city in florida jessica finley wide receiver db from tonville new york I believe played for sig so that's big time there Angeline Bunting, wide receiver DB, another one from Panama there. Adriana Williams, running back uh, rusher, excuse me, from Robinson, the powerhouse in Florida. Jade Maziata, center wide receiver DB from Moore Catholic in New York. Gianna Baglio, wide receiver DB from St. Joseph by the Sea in New York. Courtney Funk, wide receiver linebacker from Spring Valley High School in Nevada. On top of that, they add in a fantastic transfer here in Lauren Clark from Ottawa. Won a national championship with them last year. You know, just kind of got lost in the mix. They had a couple of seniors or upperclassmen ahead of her. Um, but don't get it twisted. She's a fantastic player, a great rusher, and she's the type of rusher that could change an entire defense. So I know they are losing some players on the defensive side of the ball, but whenever you have to cover for less for a, le a smaller amount of time here, I think that's always big time, and that's what she could do, right? I think she's definitely a game changer and can be the rusher for them, and so really high on that pickup. Extremely excited for her to, you know, showcase what she could do on um i don't want to say a higher level but at a higher rate just getting more snaps and whatnot you know so definitely excited for lauren over there at warner i think that could be a game changer and so as you could see they're going through a lot of change losing a lot of athletes from last year who are big time um and just not just last year but these last two seasons really with uh, madison tingen and cynthia holmes as well but you know you had some great uh contributors in amiri logan who won't be there uh gianna wong has been here in the last two or three years she won't be there Jashana Lyon excuse me um she was a great contributor she won't be there anymore Lexi Mosley was big time on defense that's one that you're losing that's going to be tough to replace so you're definitely losing a lot of experience I won't say talent because I think they have plenty of talent here I like the talent they have between all the quarterbacks I, I assume they have figured out one that could be successful for them this season. They have a lot of talent there at quarterback. I don't think that's that's an issue, right? I just don't think that's an issue at all. I did say at the end of last season, I expected one of them to just be the odd person out. Um, and I guess that's Madison Tingen, which sucks. But, you know, it is what it is. Now, you have kind of narrowed it down to Shea Crooks, Andre Rodriguez, Courtney Cromer. Those are the ones who had experience last year. But you also have Jenna Marrero who's returning. I think she'll probably just be more of a utility player moving on here. So I don't expect her to take over at quarterback. But you have other players like Kayla Ludwig who I think could compete uh, for that comp for that quarterback spot there. Catherine Hutchinson, I assume, will be given a chance to compete there as well. And so we'll just have to see what happens. But they have plenty of quarterback options by this point, and I'm recording this on February 3rd. You know, it's the next day here compared to the other previews here. They, I mean, I don't know who's going to be starting at quarterback, right? I, I'm just going to go ahead and assume a couple weeks before they start the season that they have figured it out. And if they haven't, that's a little bit of a red flag. But like I said, nothing's confirmed there. And so we'll see. They have talent there at quarterback. And I think the biggest thing is just settling on a quarterback, picking one, 
and just riding with them through as much of the season as possible and just giving them that grace and that experience right because that quarterback is gonna have a lot of weapons here jenna marrero she is going to do a lot for an offense. So just move those sticks. That's big time. But you also have great receivers in Ana Vincentina and Andrea Castillo, who I think are one of the best quarterback, or sorry, quarterback, one of the best wide receiver duos for any quarterback that you could bring in. Um, two pretty tall targets who have a lot of skill, who can take over games. Now that they're, you know, the number one and number two receivers out there, I expect them to put up really big numbers and take over this conference you know or do their best to take over this conference obviously it's a tough one to play in you're gonna face a lot of tough defenses in this sun conference here but you also have two talented receivers and a talented utility player in marrero you really can't go wrong with that in my opinion you really can't go wrong with that that's a lot of talent to work with even if you do have you know a player who's going to be starting for their first year or their first full year i should say that's it's probably the more accurate saying there so we'll see and then you add on like freshmen like jessica finley who i think could get in there as well kayla ludwig if she is moved over to receiver uh or just plays receiver i think she could turn up for them as well you have chanel harrison from alonzo last year i think she could you know bring on a bigger role in this team madeline portwood made some plays last year for you as well so they got some players you know i don't think that was ever doubted at all but we'll just have to see how they put it together we know how good this warner team can be i think another year removed from that madison tingent injury because i think it's always tough to recover a season when you just lose your starting quarterback that late you know and then you gotta figure out all right now who's the person moving forward right you did that now you had a whole offseason as well. I think all that stuff should have went a long way in deciding, okay, this is our quarterback moving forward. Or at least this is our mindset moving forward. If this person doesn't work against this defense, then maybe we just plug in somebody else, right? So uh, I think you've had plenty of time to figure it out. I think Warner could still be a dark horse team. I think they could still contend. I think in the right situation with when things are going their way they could really make a run here but you know we'll just have to see you know there are obviously some concerns about the offensive side of the football and it's not talent it's just putting it together right i think plenty of teams in the sun conference are talented but the difference is that some teams have better chemistry than others because they've been playing with each other longer and you know there's not the most amount of chemistry between their second year skill group players which is basically Vincenzo Castillo and Marrero they're all going into their second year and whoever's at quarterback right so we'll just have to see what happens moving forward but still excited about this team I think defensively they're going to be fine Lauren Clark is going to change this defense and they're going to be great they're going to be tough offensively if they figure out who their quarterback is they can be one of the top offenses in the country and can be really tough to stop on top of that defensively I think they could also be a very underrated defensive unit but you know we're just going to have to see what happens and who steps up in game and what happens here in the next couple weeks all right now let's go ahead and talk about saint thomas here who had a very good season going 14 and 6 7 and 3 in conference they were the sun conference runner-ups losing to thomas 19 to 26 
in a close one so they did push them for sure here but you know let's talk about how their whole season went here started out by beating warner 12 to 7 they will then lose to thomas in a close one 18 to 26 there um they would then get blown out by Weber, 14-37. And that was an eye-opener. They would make a quarterback change going from Juliana Yukowski to Holly Near. And so now they have Holly Near at quarterback. They play Kaiser. They lose to them just barely 12-20. But still a lot of promise, though, moving forward. They would then blow out Reinhardt, 49-0. Fort Lauderdale, 27-0. They would squeak by Florida Memorial in a rivalry game, beating them 13-7. They would then get their get back here, beating Weber, 25-14 would then beat Reinhardt 43-7, beat Campbellsville 32-0, beat Warner in a close one 27-25, then beat Thomas in a close one 19-18 at home, play Florida Memorial in another close one beating them 14-12, and then end the regular season with a 20-7 win over Kaiser. So a lot, of, a lot of close games here. They played a lot of close games but squeaked out a lot of them and won them. That's the important thing. In the Sun Conference Tournament, you know, I mentioned what happened at the end, but in the beginning, you know, they did beat Kaiser in a very close one. I think this one went into overtime, being them 31-25. to Then, like I said, lost to Thomas, 19-26, to being the runner-ups, though. Now, in the National Tournament, they would be relatively successful, but suffered through some injuries. They were pretty banged up. They would beat Kansas Wesleyan to start 25-8 before losing to Thomas, 0-19. to then they beat Weber 13 to 0 and then lose just barely to Kaiser 26 to 27. That was a game they should have won. Um, they got a lot of turnovers in that second half and they just couldn't pull away. And so that was a heartbreaking one for sure. But like I said, super banged up by that point and still played them really close. So it is what it is there. You know, they beat every team they played. And they won a lot of close games, but got hot, winning 10 in a row at the end of that regular season. That really propelled them forward. I mean, like I said, once you start winning games, that confidence carry over into other games. And then you just get on a streak and get going. That's how you got to win in the Sun Conference. Now, let's talk about some players we recognized here in the podcast, starting with Tashumba Washington. All PMC DB, all PMC team, uh, best DB runner up as well an absolute beast in her second season i believe only allowing two touchdowns this season uh last year so there you go jada graham made our all pmc team as well and was an opoi finalist i believe so uh was big time for them now let's talk about some players that were recognized by the conference shumba washington all conference db jada graham all conference receiver and sun conference offensive player of the year so there you go there by early she made the all conference she was an all conference linebacker made the all conference team um, now, let's talk about some other players who maybe were not recognized, but are still really important to this team. Let's start with their quarterback, Colin Neer. Breakout season last year, in my opinion. Should return for her final year of eligibility at quarterback, so she'll be one of the few seniors in the country playing here, uh, along with Jasmine Roden and Madison Carrera. So there you go there. But very experienced, had a great year, made some excellent throws down the stretch of this season and really throughout the season uh, showcased that she was 
or she is the QB1 for the St. Thomas Bobcats here and just took over here. And so love to see that for her. She had an excellent season. Um, if there was a comeback player of the year award, I believe she probably would have won it, in my opinion. Just having a great season there. So there you go. Now, got to talk about all the other players here. Their skill group in Ryona Baker, Tyler Bryant, Kaylee Miller. They round out one of the most lethal receiving cores in the country. Obviously, add on Jada Graham when healthy there. She's their number one option, in my opinion. And then you have the rest in Baker, Bryant, Miller, who all could probably be number one options on a lot of other teams. They all made huge plays when it meant the most here in the NAIA, NAIA tournament, Sun Conference, regular season. You know, they're huge, right? And this is one of the deeper wide receiving groups uh, in the country. One of the best, I would say. Probably top three for sure. So... There you go there. They also bring back Lanaya Leone. She was a freshman rusher who had an excellent season and is looking to be one of the top rushers in the country as an incoming sophomore. So really excited about her. Last year, they also had a good DB duo with Miranda Ferdes and Dominique Parks, I believe. She goes by Dominique Perez more now. So there you go there. Um, but they're big time. Uh, Perez Moore. She was one of the better running backs and DBs uh, as a freshman there. So really excited about her there. So there you go. That's the core that they are going to have here or mostly have. Um, but let's talk about some players they are losing because they did graduate a couple. Tiffany Walker will be graduating. Kayla Alvarez is graduating. Lena Nieves is graduating. Miranda Ferdes. Um, now, these are players who are no longer on the roster. That includes Miranda Ferdes, who's just not there anymore. So that's going to be a tough loss. Andresia Jenkins is also no longer there. And Julian Yulkowski, who lost the quarterback a job last season, is no longer on the roster. So that's a tough go for sure. But they do add a number of players, including Leah Cruz of Texas Fury the viral queen we got to interview her actually a couple years ago when she first went viral but she's an absolute playmaker listen to that center wide receiver linebacker she's gonna add another receiving threat to an already stacked wide receiver group now i don't know how many snaps you know and how many looks she's gonna get with so many weapons already there but she's going to be somebody that you got to look out for because she's going to embarrass somebody probably the first couple games for sure until teams figure it out. And so that that's going to be a tough utility player in Leah Cruz that they'll be bringing back. Also, another player to add to your defense. You do lose Miranda Ferdas, so you add Leah Cruz back in there. That will make up some of that, right? You Not just Ferdas, but you lose a couple defensive players. But I think Cruz could get plugged in and play really well. And so just an absolute baller, uh, an absolute playmaker for them. That's a huge pickup for St. Thomas. They also add on a number of other players who I'm just going to read out here. Uh, Jariah McDaniel, wide receiver DB from McEachern High School in Georgia. Janelle McClain, wide receiver uh, linebacker from Liberty High School in Nevada. I think that is somebody who I'm just going to that is somebody along with Leah who can contribute right away in my opinion she's a great defensive player and receiver over there um so that's another uh you know defensive spot that you are plugging in they also bring in Zakira Wims excuse me if I'm saying that wrong wide receiver DB from Miami Central High School in Florida Yane Honan from Cooper City High School in Florida Sierra Sierra Edwards from Palm 
Lakes High School in Florida, center linebacker. Kamora Reed, wide receiver linebacker from St. Petersburg High School, Florida. Uh, Kai, I believe, Giddens, wide receiver DB from McEachern High School in Georgia. And Felicia Wright, a center linebacker from Miami Edison High School in Florida. So they bring in a pretty solid recruiting class here. A lot of players who should contribute, but this is a pretty veteran heavy squad you have a lot of players here who you know contributed last year and i think we'll continue to contribute here starting with the offense there i mean you have holly near at quarterback i think that's undisputed as of right now you have jada graham you have rayona baker tyler bryant kaylee miller um you also have now Dominique Perez Moore as well. You could add into that mix. And then you just add in players like Janelle Kane and Leah Cruz, who I think will be big time contributors as well. So there you go. You have a stacked offense. The Shovel Washington also could be really dangerous out there on offense as well. That's an underrated one. And then defensively, you do lose some players, but I think. It's important that they kept Lanai Leon because she's one of the best rushers in the entire country. So that's going to be huge in bringing back, uh, you know, just somebody that could, you know, play well, right, and do their thing over there. So extremely excited for her to be back there. They also bring back Mayerly Cayon. They bring back Maria Vega as well. Obviously, most of their DBs, a lot of their receivers also play DBs, um, like Tyler Bryan and Rayona Baker and Tashumba Washington, obviously one of the best DBs in the entire country. You know, they're, they're stacked. One of the best DBs in the entire country, one of the best linebackers, one of the best rushers. That's usually a pretty good core to have and then you plug in everyone else who are also extremely talented as well this is going to be a really dangerous team i think this is a team that will contend this season and will be a team to look out for to make the national championship here soon you know and so i'm, I'm really excited about them i don't believe they play too many out-of-state teams i think they only play in-conference teams which you know, it's tough enough, and plus, obviously, they added a lot of, uh, they added on a lot of other teams in Reinhardt, Point, and Life to the Sun Conference, so they'll obviously be playing them, but, you know, this is going to be a really tough St. Thomas team to stop. Offensively, they have as much firepower as anybody. They have top three offensive potential. Uh, and I feel like I've said that about a lot of teams, but like, I mean, they're proven though, for sure. They are so stacked at wide receiver. Holly Neer, she had a great season last year. She's due for another great se season, if not even better this season. So there you go there. Defensively, I mean, Lanai Leon, Shumble Washington, Mayeli Kayon, that's your core. And then you plug in everyone else. They're going to be really, really tough to stop there. I mean, they're going to... They've always been very well coached defensively. And that allowed them to play in a lot of close games last season, I felt. And stay in a lot of those games as well. And so I think that should continue going into this next year here. And so really excited for St. Thomas. They got significantly strong. Not significantly. But, you know, by bringing back everyone, they're, they were already strong. With the players that they add on, I feel like they become significantly stronger and take that next step forward. They are, man, 
They're, they're going to be tough to beat. They're a contender for sure. Do not be surprised if they are the first team outside of Ottawa to win the national championship. So there you go there. That is St. Thomas. Oh, and on top of that, they also bring back their head coaching staff, uh, their co whole coaching staff as well, which I think is very underrated now, uh, especially considering how many coaching changes there were the last couple, well, this last year here. So there you go there. A lot of continuity and some good faces, new faces that should contribute to their bid this season. But we'll just have to see what happens. All right, now moving on, let's go ahead and talk about Thomas here, the defending Sun Conference champions. Yes, let's go ahead and talk about what happened last season where they had a very successful 2023 campaign, their second year ever as a program over there. Going 20-3, and 9-1 in conference. Absolutely dominating. Their only loss was a very close loss to St. Thomas in the regular season where they lost 18-19. to Other than that, in the regular season, they beat pretty much everyone by two scores except for Kaiser where they won 7-0. to That was very early on in the season. They had a new quarterback and whatnot, so there's still some gelling there. But a win's a win and they would go on a very very good run here that run like i said would continue in the sun conference championships um the sun conference tournament is what i should say there where they defeated weber pretty easily 33 to 14 before battling out with saint thomas once more who they've had a lot of close battles with and would end up coming out on top 26 to 19 to claim their second Sun Conference titles and to stay Sun Conference champions. Now, in the NAIA National Tournament here, they had a pretty successful tournament defeating uh, Warner 28-0, St. Thomas once more 19-0. Then they play Ottawa here, losing 0-19, definitely a controversial game. I would say some missed calls, some interesting things going on with the down markers, which weren't there, so there's that. But that would end up knocking them down into the loser's bracket, where... They would go ahead and take down Kaiser to put them in the national championship. And in the national championship, they would get their shot at Ottawa once more, defeating them 25-13 to before playing them one more time here in the final game of this tournament, where unfortunately they would fall just short here, stopped at the goal line, losing 13-18. to uh, definitely some frustrations, right? Not because they had a bad season or whatnot, but just how the season ended. I know that's for sure here, losing to Ottawa once more, and it once more being another close endeavor uh, here at that. So a tough go for them to end the season, but altogether, one of the most dominant teams in all of women's college football here. I think as of right now, they haven't even lost five games yet as far as program history goes. That is how dominant these Thomas Nighthawks are here. And, you know, they couldn't have done it without so many of their great players. Let's talk about just a couple about just a couple of the players that we were able to recognize here on the podcast. First things first, their quarterback. The freshman from last year, Alexa Wilson. She was last year's freshman of the year. Also made our all-freshman team at quarterback. And was actually our best quarterback award winner. She had a really good season. Started off, you know, a, a, not like horrible, obviously. 
but you know a little rough at times but really found her rhythm here and by the end of this national tournament was throwing it with some of the best of them out there you know and I, I do want to say she did have a tough game against Ottawa that first time around in the tournament but would bounce back play well enough obviously to beat them once and in my opinion still played well enough to beat them a second time there unfortunately she was not out there in those last couple plays when they got into the red zone there but definitely one of the most talented quarterbacks in the entire country returning for her sophomore year on top of that, they bring back Yana Cole, the all-around athlete. She was an all-PMC running back for us and also one best running back, I believe. She will be returning for her third season here out of Crestview High. And she has been an absolute weapon for Thomas here and one of their most productive players ever uh, in program history. Obviously, one of the first players in program history, but definitely already making her mark here she is a big time contributor lot uh missed the first couple games i want to say missed a couple games early on last season but bounced back and was absolutely valuable to the squad down the line there so shout out to her on top of that they have let's go over i guess to the defensive side of the ball talk about some defensive players starting with another freshman here in Aaliyah wood she was an all pmc db also made our all freshman team defensive back and was a really good receiver i would say for thomas obviously over there they spread the ball out between all their playmakers but she made some really big plays especially in that tournament there and you know she's going to be returning for a second season after an excellent first season and to be honest with you i'm just going to say this if alexa wilson you know wasn't so good last season she probably would have been a freshman of the year winner uh she was a finalist there i think that's worth saying and so going into this next season she is one of the best two-way athletes in the entire country on top of that they bring back janae scott who won our best linebacker award was also our pmc uh was last year's pmc defensive playmaker of the year and made our all pmc team at linebacker she will be entering her third season and she is going to be big time here for these nighthawks and then as far as veteran leadership go last but not least you have giselle jones uh she made or I believe she actually won our best DB award there. So there you go there. And she made our all PMC team at DB. She is also a very good receiver, just like Aaliyah Wood. And so she will be returning for her third season with Thomas. Now, there was another player that we recognized in Jada Reese. She actually won best rusher. Uh, but she has transferred to Kansas Wesley. And so that is definitely one of the losses there. We'll talk about some other departures here later but let's talk about some other people who were recognized by the conference their head coach chelsea palmer won head coach of the year kiana cole was an all-conference running back slash quarterback alexa wilson was an all-conference quarterback Brittany delva was an all-conference linebacker for them giselle jones was an all-conference db and janae scott was another all-conference linebacker now talking about departures here uh, i only really have two big ones here i couldn't access the roster from last year so i couldn't find everyone who was not there but 
out of the core that they had from these last two seasons, they lose two big ones. One being Jada Reese. She has transferred to Kansas Wesleyan, so she is there now. And then the other one being Brittany Delva graduated with her master's. Congratulations to her. And so, obviously, not too much more school to do here. So, she is no longer on this roster, but she was a great linebacker for them. Great receiver. She would definitely be missed. That's a tough one to lose as far as leadership and heart and talent, obviously. But, you know, they do bring back their core. Uh, let's talk about the offense first here. Alexa Wilson back at quarterback. Keanu Cole back at running back. Uh, also, you know, red zone, obviously, quarterback. As well as Janae Scott, who is uh, another red zone player there as well. They also bring back Giselle Jones, Aaliyah Wood. You know, they got some players that are coming back here. Kiara Knight, Nakara Brown as well. I wanted to make sure I shouted them out. Uh, Margarita Pena, she'll be back as well. So they got, a, they got a lot of players coming back here. Now on defense, you know, they do lose two big pieces in Jada Reese and Brittany Delva. But they bring back one of the best defenses in the entire country still here. Headlined by some of those two-way athletes like Kiara Knight, Nakara Brown, Janae Scott, Aaliyah Wood here. Sanai Glover is another one. She's had some really good tournament performances in the past. Uh, shout out Audrey Romanik as well. You know, they got, they got a lot of players coming back for sure. So their core, for the most part, is pretty much intact here. They do lose two big pieces of that core. But, you know, there are just about 14 uh, or up to 14 different players offensive defensive wise that they bring back. And so only losing about 12 of that 14 is not a bad thing. Just about, basically. Now, they do have a very good recruiting class, I would say. And some transfers coming in that will be big time for them. Starting with Amiri Logan, she made our all-freshman team, actually, as a DB, and was a freshman of the year finalist. Played wide receiver and defensive back for Warner. She has now transferred to Thomas, and that's big time. She was very talented for them, very reliable, great hands. That's another player you could add into the mix on both sides of the ball and help replace some of Brittany Delva slash Jada Reese if you really need to. Um, so there is that as well. And they also bring in Diva Jones, who transfers here from Midland. Very underrated athlete, in my opinion. But, you know, just a great athlete for them, playing wide receiver, running back, linebacker, DB. She could do it all. That's another player you could plug in into that secondary and into that receiving core. So they do replace some pieces there. Now, this is important because last year in the tournament, Jada Reese did not play, I believe, the final two games. And it was Giselle Jones at rusher and so if she does move to rusher currently she's listed at linebacker slash db and to be fair nobody is listed at rusher here just the linebackers and dbs then you know she could play linebacker rush you know has has had a whole offseason to dedicate herself towards that and then you got some dbs and amiri logan and diva jones who could kind of fill in as needed so there you go there i think those two transfers is going to be big time to still have a really good you know defense and offense as well as some reliable pass catchers to add to that arsenal for alexa wilson to use now they do bring in a lot of uh it looks like freshmen here for the most part i'm gonna list them off here and if i mispronounce anything or say anything wrong first off i apologize and second off if i say anything wrong that is on cody because he transcripted this roster and i could already see some that are misspelled so 
There you go. There. I am throwing him under the bus. But reach out to us, please, if we legit say something wrong. And uh, let us know so that we could pronounce it correctly. Because hopefully some of these uh, freshmen get in here and make some plays. But starting with Kate, Kate Grew in here, the receiver linebacker from Marietta High School in Georgia. I, I'm not going to talk about every freshman, but I do want to talk about this one because I feel like I've seen her highlights and see her posts on social media for like the last two years, and she's big time. She's a great athlete, good hands, good speed and agility. She's definitely uh, the next freshman probably in line in a long line of freshmen to possibly get playing time for Thomas here and be a big-time contributor there, whether it's at receiver, linebacker, safety, whatever. I think she could get in there and contribute right away, potentially. So there you go there. That's the one freshman I'm going to talk about before I just list out the rest here. Um, and that's no disrespect. It's just there's a lot of players to talk about, so there is that. And a lot of, you know, core players coming back. So I don't know if there's going to be a lot of playing time for these freshmen anyways. But you have Tara Tara Lorente. Athlete DB from Miami Palmetto High School in Florida. Zoe Jackson, wide receiver linebacker from Lassiter High School. Maddie Hofflin, I believe. A receiver slash DB from Chillis High School. Excuse me if I'm saying that wrong. Madison Boswell, wide receiver linebacker from Riverview High School, I believe, in Florida. Shamaya Coward, a wide receiver DB. 5'10", by the way, from Niceville High School in Florida. Caitlin Herb, this is another player that I've seen a lot of highlights and uh, social media posts from and really excited for her this upcoming season. But she's from Spruce Creek High School. Uh, she's just an all-around athlete there. Listed at wide receiver, running back, linebacker, and DB. Jalen Plays, I want to say, athlete. Um, at least that's the easiest way to say it. Wide receiver, linebacker, slash DB from Plant High School in Florida. Haley Moore from Sumter County High School, wide receiver, linebacker. And then you have Isabella DePeace, I want to say, wide receiver, DB from Woodstock High School. And so with that being said, they return a lot of players here. You know, they got their core coming back, which I'm really excited about. I think this offense could high-key be one of the best in the entire country. Like I said, I keep saying that but a lot of, about a lot of these Sun Conference teams. But, you know, this is how competitive this Sun Conference will be. I expect them to take another step forward, especially with Alexa Wilson being a sophomore and a lot of these other players uh, taking another year under their belts. Another year of experience is now under their belt, so moving forward, they should arguably be better. And then defensively, I think this is the one that kind of makes me a little bit worried. I've always felt like Thomas's defense was better with Jada Reese out there. Now she's gone. But, you know, I'm not going to go ahead and underestimate Chelsea Palmer and this coaching staff. They've had a whole offseason to figure it out. I felt like Giselle Jones didn't even do that bad a job in the national tournament. And so it'll be interesting to see if she gets in there or if somebody else gets in there. But I'm I'm pretty high if she is their option and she gets in there. I think, you know, with the whole offseason to learn it and practice it and whatnot, she could be big time for them just like Jada Reese here. Or maybe not just like Jada Reese, but as close as you can get to a Jada Reese, which I think is important. So there you go there. Brittany Delva is going to be hard to replace. But like I said, you bring in some other transfers like an Amiri Logan, a Diva Jones. And you kind of just hope one of those players could get you as close to Brittany Delva as possible, at least in this system. And, you know, with so many players are turning, the good thing is that, you know, 
they don't have to be exactly like a Brittany Delva or Jada Reese. They could obviously be their own player, especially when you're playing, you know, alongside one of the best linebackers in Jaday Scott, one of the best linebackers in the entire country, one of the best secondaries, I would say, in the entire country as well, you know, and so I, I think they're going to be fine. Now, it's still to be seen. I have some reservations for sure. But I think there's no doubt that they will be in the conversation as a contender this season. They probably won't be number one. I mean, they won't be number one to start because that'll be Ottawa. But, you know, they, they shouldn't fall below four at any point during this season. Unless things just go catastroph catastrophically wrong. So, there you go there. That is Thomas's ceiling and floor right there. They're going to be due for another good season and should be contending for a national title. And arguably, they're the best shot at giving Ottawa a run for their money since they have played them the most, I believe, compared to any other team these last couple of years outside of the KCAC. That is, I think that's definitely fair to say. But excited for another year of Thomas Nighthawk women's college football. And we'll just see what happens moving forward. Alright, now last but not least, let's talk about one of the new additions to the Sun Conference. They played last year, that was their first season, and that is Reinhardt here. Went 3-12 with their schedule where they played teams from the KCAC and the Sun Conference. I think this is also worth saying, they are the only team to play the top three teams in both the KCAC and the Sun Conference in the entire country. So that is extremely tough. You know, that's definitely extremely tough. But now they're in the Sun Conference. They're still, you know, very talented and whatnot. But, you know, it should hopefully be just a little bit easier as they will be going into their second year. But last year, won 3-12. and Their three wins were against Campbellsville, who they beat 12-7. Cotty, 6-0. And then Campbellsville again, 18-8. Like I said, played some tough uh, games here. Playing Thomas, who they lost to 39-0. St. Thomas, 49-0. Both times, which is weird uh, and very ironic. Kansas Wesley in 32-6. Kaiser, 86-6. That was a lot. And Ottawa, 51-6. Like I said, the only team to play the top three teams in both the Sun Conference and the KCAC. Now, obviously, they weren't in a conference last year, so, you know, there were no conference recognitions there, but we recognize a couple players from that team, starting with Nina Johnson, who is an all-freshman team receiver. She was big time and made some big plays, really emerged, I felt like, as one of their number one options. And then we also had Adriana Brussmeyer, an all-freshman team linebacker from Panama, by the way, and looking to continue to build on that going into this next season they bring back the likes of adriana brustmeyer here who i believe is a captain for them so that'll be big time um now other players i want to mention as well here victoria salmon is one she's another great defensive player caroline small is another uh great athlete for them deshae branham is another great athlete got a lot of carries i felt like uh and was very productive on offense as well as being out there and doing her job as well on defense tatiana alacock same not like the same player as Deshae Branham, but, you know, a lot of production, I felt like, on both sides of the ball. So, really, really loved that. Now, they do lose a handful of players. I'm only going to mention the ones that were, you know, of 
big significance, I, I guess I would say. I don't have the roster from last season on hand, but I do have the roster from this season. But they will unfortunately be without Nina Johnson. I think that's a tough loss for them as she was really emerging for them and doing a great job. They'll also be losing the likes of Carson Padgett, who I felt like was a really good rusher for them. So those are just two that I want to mention. But like I said, they bring back some really good players, the ones I just mentioned. As well as Kalia Wimbush, I need to shout her out. She, I believe, was the player who... I want to say when all was said and done, got the most snaps at quarterback last season and ended the season as their starting quarterback. Going into year two, it would be really interesting if she is still the quarterback for them. I thought she had a lot of potential, had some rough goes and whatnot, but you know, you take all that experience under your belt, you learn, you have an off season, and you're going into the second season better. I think she can take a good step forward here, especially playing in the Sun Conference there. Now, they do bring in a number of other freshmen or players, I believe, who weren't on here. And if they were, excuse me, like I said, I don't have the roster from last season. But Nicole Aruz is, an, is one of those players. Janiah Hughes is another one. Um, I believe Anaya Showers was on this last season. I could be wrong. Alicia Wyatt, Destiny Curtis, Blue McFarland. Uh, that's a freshman for sure. Uh, Ebony, I want to say. Cooper and Destiny Newsom and Janiah Thomas. Like I said, if those are players that were already on here last season, I apologize there. But, you know, it is what it is. Like I said, I don't have the roster from last season. Now, there is one player that I think is really interesting here, and it's Jada Vick, number seven. Her pops was Michael Vick, the great quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles and Falcons. Now, his daughter will be continuing that legacy wearing number seven. She was a great athlete for Somerset down in Florida playing quarterback. I believe also receiver DB as well. And so I, I don't want to assume that she is just going to be the starting quarterback for them. I assume she's going to be moved around a lot. A lot of teams play, you know, two quarterback systems. And so she would hopefully be able to add another dimension to that offense that could get going now this season they'll be playing all those sun conference teams i don't believe they will be playing too many teams out of conference um i know milligan is one they'll also play in the georgia invitational so there you go there whoever goes out to that one they'll be able to play as well but you know i think this season there are some other newer teams in the sun conference um, oh, now that I have their schedule here uh, pulled up, they'll be playing some new teams like Life. They'll be playing in Marietta for that game. They'll be playing Milligan, Campbellsville. That's another out-of-conference game. So it'll be Milligan and Campbellsville, I believe, will be their only out-of-conference games here, as well as the rest of the Sun Conference. I This, this might not sound like a lot here, uh, because I do have some difficulty kind of predicting how good of a season they'll have this season. Um, like I said, played a really tough schedule last year, saw the best of the best, and, you know, unfortunately, not a lot of those games were competitive, or that competitive, for a super long, for, I guess, three or four quarters there, you know, they, they really got away from them early on, but, you know, you live, you learn, you move on, right? And so this season, I don't think they're going to be last in the Sun Conference. I'd be kind of surprised if they were, honestly. Now, I'm not going to be much more specific other than that. You know, I just really need to see what happens. I'm interested in seeing what happens at quarterback. 
you know, uh, what kind of offense they run as well. I felt like they ran the ball a lot last season and kind of threw it a little bit more as the season went on. So hopefully they do continue to throw it a little bit more here and spread out the field a little bit. They have some great athletes over there. So there's that. And then on top of that, the defense, I felt like there were times where they looked really good. And then times, you know, it was either a blown coverage or they were just outmatched and whatnot. And so it's tough to predict where they're going to be at here. I mean, I'm looking at a Campbellsville. I feel like they could beat them at least one more time. So there's going to be that. Uh, Milligan is going to be tough, but they do play them uh, pretty early on in the season. You know, March 9th, I would want to say. So that should be another game where I feel like they could they could possibly beat. Uh, it will be in Tennessee, though, so that, that might be tough. But I think they have the ability to beat Milligan as they have played together a lot more than they have. Uh, at least, like, real games a lot more than they have. So that could be an interesting game there. But regardless, really excited for Reinhardt moving forward. They have a lot of young players. You know, players who showed some flashes last season. Players who obviously looked good in high school. And we're just kind of waiting to see how they look during the, I mean, you know, during a college football season, which is going to be different. And so we'll just have to see what happens. But definitely excited for this Reinhardt team playing in the Sun Conference. Alright, but that'll be it for this here. Um, I'm just going to say it. So, I had to record this over the span of a couple of days. And I had a lot of fun recording this, so there you go. But it is February 7th here, which is National Women's and Girls in Sports Day. And, you know, I want to shout out all these great teams that we're going to cover this season. This is one of the highlights of our season for sure. Obviously, it's great covering Colorado high school football and talking about all that stuff. But, you know, I'm just going to be honest between me and Cody. And I know there's going to be there's probably some Colorado listeners listening to this. It gets frustrating covering uh, boys high school football. We loved covering girls high school football here during the season. But, you know, we're looking forward to some really good high level, you know, modern offenses. I think that's worth saying here in this women's college flag football season. You know, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be a lot of new faces. There's going to be some teams that are really going to be competing. And hopefully we'll be seeing the fruits of the labor of a lot of seniors come to pass here this upcoming season as they enter their last one. And even for those third year and second year players, that as well. You know, a lot of these athletes have worked super hard. A lot of these coaches have also worked extremely hard as well. And so we're really excited to be able to cover this. Now... I will say this, I will have a good amount of help this season, this upcoming season, as I am now teaching. So there's that. Uh, it won't just be me and Cody anymore, but we have brought on two other people to help myself and Cody. One of them being Gino. He helped cover uh, Colorado football in the fall. He is super pumped for this college football season. You know, we got to watch the St. Thomas versus Kaiser you know, NAI National Tournament game, and he was extremely excited after watching that one, as well as the very last game of the 2023 season between Ottawa and Thomas. You know, we were texting back and forth. He loved how creative they they are out there. Uh, the athletes showing out over there. You know, he's extremely excited and passionate about this, and will take this super seriously. So be prepared to hear his voice on some recaps. We are also bringing on the first 
ever female member of the Playmakers Corner in Addy, another intern here. So you're going to hear a lot from her. She, well, we all watched uh, those games, the Kaiser St. Thomas NEI National Tournament game, as well as the Ottawa versus Thomas national tournament game and she's excited to be able to cover this thing and you know i'm excited to say that we will be sending hopefully i mean fingers crossed but cody for sure over there as well as both gino and addy to atlanta for the national tournament this season um unfortunately once more i will not be able to go but i want to shout out some of our very very generous supporters donators and whatnot to make that possible and so we'll be sending three of our members over to atlanta for that finals tournament so super excited to cover it be on the lookout for our preseason power rankings they should be dropping the week of the first week of games which should be about next week um let me just make sure and check expected to come out probably february 12th if not, I don't know. Maybe I'll just drop it on Super Bowl Sunday on February 11th. Who knows? Either way, it'll come out before February 13th slash 14th, I believe, are the first couple games of this season. So there you go there. Super excited. Make sure you check out the other season previews. Show us some love on social media at Playmakers Corner as well. Message us, DM us. We'd love to talk to y'all. And, you know, best of luck to all the teams here competing this season. And we're excited. And so until then, we'll catch you next time.